welcome to another episode of the Black Menaces Podcast. Happy to be here with y'all. And today we got a, a guest host on the show. Oh, what's up? It's Sebastian. You normally only see my face. Now you're hearing my voice. It's a special time. Yes, indeed. So we're going to jump right into our menace moment and then we'll get to talking. Um, so this week we decided to do Kamala Harris because we haven't done her yet. And she is someone that we need to talk about. So she was born in Oakland, California in October or on October 20th, 1964, two parents from India and Jamaica. And their names were Donald Harris and Shyamala Gopalan. Um, her mother was a breast cancer scientist and a pioneer in her own right. Um, her parents were activists who taught her about the work of other activists and historical figures such as Thurgood Marshall and Constance, Constance Baker Motley. Um, and they are some of the ones who inspired her to become a prosecutor herself. She graduated from Howard University and the UC Hastings College of Law, um, and she is a member of the Alpha Kappa Alpha Fraternity, which is part of the Divine Nine, uh, the, the, yeah, the core nine black fraternities in the United States. Um, she joined the Alameda County DA's office in 1990 and specialized in child sexual assault cases. Uh, after that, she served as managing attorney in the San Francisco District Attorney's Office and later was chief of the Division on Children and Families for the San Francisco City Attorney's Office. Um, in 2003, she was elected to the San Francisco District Attorney's Office and she created groundbreaking programs to provide first-time drug offenders with the opportunity to earn high school degrees and find employment, which I think is very important. Um, she was elected to California's, she was elected as California's attorney general in 2010 and oversaw the largest state justice department in the United States. She also established the state's first bureau of children's justice and instituted several first of their kind reforms that ensured greater transparency and accountability in the criminal justice system. She won a $20 billion settlement for Californians, Golly. who's right, that's a lot of money, <laughs> for Californians whose uh, homes had been foreclosed on as well as a $1.1 billion settlement for students and veterans who were taken advantage of by a for-profit education company, which isn't that kind of all of them? Like, <laughs> most colleges are for-profit. Can I get on this lawsuit? No, literally. For real. Can we um, sue BYU? Or? Right. Let's talk about it. Uh, became She became a senator in 2017, sworn in, and then uh, she was assigned to be a member of the Senate Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs Committee, and she fought for better protections for DREAMers and called for better oversight of conditions at immigrant detention facilities. Her anti-lynching bill passed the Senate in 2018, and her legislation to preserve historically black colleges and universities, also known as HBCUs, was signed into law. Um, and she also had an, um, a bill to infuse capital into low-income communities during the COVID-19 pandemic signed into law as well. In August 2020, she accepted a nomination to vice presidency from President Joe, or I guess at the time he wasn't, what, candidate? <laughs> he was running for president at the time. He nominated her as vice president. She accepted it in August 2020. And then in November 2020, or I guess when she was sworn in in January 2021, she became the first uh, woman vice president and the highest ranking state official who was a woman and also the first African-American and Asian-American vice president in U.S. history. Although I think this might be incorrect. Her father was from Jamaica, so that would make her Jamaican-American? I don't know. Black American. Hmm. Um, but yeah, so those are some of her accomplishments. And of course, she's still accomplishing a lot today 
Although it is a little weird that she's kind of disappeared since. Uh, yeah, she has. You know, I, we all know what that's about. Have you? Um, it's interesting. I didn't know she did stuff like for uh, people with like uh, weed charges, like uh, what should we call it? Uh, drug offenses. Golly, I cannot yeah. think of that. Because mm-hmm. all I've heard is like not good stuff about her and drug offenses. Right. I remember that. Yeah, so I don't know. Huh. Don't well, know we like it. I right. can get a college or high school degree, whatever it was. Yeah. I just remember when all that was going on. I was just thinking, because when she first got nominated and people were like, oh, remember that this is what Kamala Harris no, did. For this real. and that. And I was like, I mean, y'all just always want to. It's always going to be something. Huh? Like, just, just relish the moment. Like, it'll be all right. But yeah, so she's, she's done a lot of good. Um, yeah, she's doing her thing as the vice president. I guess behind the scenes. <laughs> Extra behind the scenes. Having seen her once right. since the the immigration debacle. For real. She is just she's she's on the down low. Um so really quickly I wanted to address an email that we received. Um I'll keep the name anonymous. Um but this individual wrote to us about the discussion that we had, I believe it was last week or two weeks ago, about gun control. Mm. Um and essentially I made a I think it was me, I made a comment uh, where I was talking about felons and how um, in some states they're not allowed to vote. And then along with that, I said that, um, you know, in that way, the way that, that some felons aren't allowed to vote, not everyone should be allowed to have guns. Um, I don't remember exactly what I said, but it was something along those lines. Mm. Um, and so this person uh, just brought that to my attention and was saying, you know, that they believe that everyone should have the right to vote. I absolutely agree with that. Um, I do think that everyone should have the right to vote. And I, I think what I was, well, not what I was, but like what I, I said it wrong. Um, I don't think that felons should not be allowed to vote. I think that that's unreasonable. Um, I think that they should still have the ability to vote. And I, I don't, I think that's on a state by state basis. Do you know? Yeah. Every yeah. state has different laws. Yeah, It depends on the state. Um, but what I, what more of what I meant was um, instead of restricting felons from voting, we should be restricting people from having guns, but it did not come out that way. Mm. Um, so I apologize for saying that. Um, yeah, but I just wanted to address that. Thank you for emailing in. If you have any other comments, concerns, questions, feel free to email us at blackmenacespodcast at gmail.com. Email if you want to hear my voice a little bit more. I mean, I guess. That's good. Not as play. All right, cool. So today we are going to be talking about all the things under the sun. All the things under. Have the Have you ever sun. read the book uh, "The Sun Does The Sun Does Shine"? No, I haven't actually. You should read it. Okay, what's it about? It's about this guy named Anthony Ray Hinton. Mm-hmm. It's like his biography, um, and he was one of the people in prison that Brian Stevenson Brian Stevenson helped out. Oh, okay. So it's like just mercy, but. I don't know if I want to call it better. Do I want to call it better? I'm going to, you know, go for it. I'm going to say it's better. Okay. It's so, better. right. So, Brian Stevenson, right, obviously, like, what he did was he helped people in prison, primarily on death row, who mm-hmm. were innocent, like, become free, right? So, this guy, Anthony Ray Hinton, was a 29-year-old black man in Alabama. Okay. And. Oh, so this is, like, the, the main the main person in the he, Just Mercy book? Uh, no, I think it's a different person. Okay, different person. Anyway, go ahead. And um, and so basically what happened, this was like 1970-something. Basically what happened was there was the three murders that happened at these different restaurants, mm-hmm. and they robbed them. Mm-hmm. And the person said that he saw a black man that just looked like this guy. Mm-hmm. So, you know, whatever. That's a whole different problem. Anyways, they said it looked like this guy, Anthony, right? Mm-hmm. And so the cops came to his house. 
and Anthony was raised in a way that he was like, oh, he should trust the cops, like whatever. Da, 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 da. Oh, yeah, wasn't he like outside cutting his grass? Yeah, he was cutting yeah, his they grass. They talked about this at the Equal Justice Initiative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so he's out there cutting his grass, and the cops mm-hmm. are like, bro, you're under arrest, da 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 da. And he didn't do it, right? But they right. charged him with three murders. Mm-hmm. He was and in jail like, for like 30 years. In jail for 30 years, bro. And just got out a few years ago, right? 20, like 11 or 14. Goodness. That's and crazy. like, it was like super messed up, like very racist. It had to go all the way to the Supreme Court because they did like a million appeals and all the white people in Alabama was like, nah, like, sorry. Mm-hmm. But the Supreme Court was like, yeah, like this should not happen. And they ended up dropping charges on him. But a funny story about, so you should read the book, whoever's Mm -hmm. listening. But a funny story about him is when he got out of prison, Mm -hmm. right? You know, like he's free, celebration. He went in like 1970 something, Mm -hmm. right? So he leaves in like 2011 or 2012, 2014. Yeah. And so the world's different, way different, right? Completely different, right. And he's in there and he's like in the car with his friend driving home. And the the GPS starts talking (laughs) and is like, take her right here. And he, like, looks around frantic. He's like, who's that white woman in the car? Where is she at? Where is she at? I'm not going to jail again. And then um, the, his friend is, like, laughing. He's like, nothing's funny. Like, I'm not I'm not going to be in here for a white woman. And then um, he was like, it's the navigation system, bro. Chill out. <laughs> and then they went to go eat. And he paid with his debit card. Mm. And then he was like, you didn't pay. He was like, I'm not going to jail over these greens. <laughs> oh, he was like, I'm not going to jail for nothing. Give cash to her or I'm leaving. I'm not eating this food. That's I don't got crazy, money. Man. He's like, bro, I did pay. And anyways, just that's crazy. wild. Right, 30 years. Man. Isn't that wild? Yeah, that's a bad, because a lot has happened in, that, in those years. No, that's, yeah, everything. Yeah, that would be terrifying. It's like you come out and like the world that you knew is no longer even. I know. Like close, so many things have changed. Phones. Right, you're right. <laughs> Phones, GPS, Computers. internet. Good gas mileage. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh man, yeah. that's wild. It's good though. The book's really good. Mm-hmm. So honestly, you know, one of the things we want to talk about today was like criminal justice reform, and like the state of policing, and like what it actually means to defund the police and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Do you want to? Like, do you know what it means to actually like, defund the police? Like, do you know? I think the like literal understanding and like definition of what defund the police is is just like the allocation of their funds to different ways to better policing Mm -hmm. so like getting mental health professionals um to work on mental health calls because i think mental health like well when police go out the people that they're dealing with have mental health struggles Mm -hmm. it's like a large percent of the, the the time it's like 40 or some crazy percentage of the time so it's basically, I, that's what I understand from it. I could okay. be tripping though, I don't know. That makes sense. So looking at this, this is what it says. So it says, defund the police means reallocating or redirecting funding away from the police department to other government agencies funded by, um, you know, like the government or whatever. Um, so reallocating them to non-policing forms of public safety and community support, such as social services, youth services, housing, education, healthcare, and other community resources. Dang, I kind of hit that on the nose. Yeah, you did. Hold I saw it. 2020 yeah, so education. Was that? That was my education from 2020. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, it's kind of been like, a, I guess it's not really a hot button topic anymore, but there's, you know, the idea of defunding the police, it sounds one way, but what it really means is just 
putting those funding towards other things. Like, for instance, was it in San Francisco? Did you hear about this? How they just recently approved um, robots that can use lethal force? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah. bro. They can carry like, bombs, too. The most un- yeah, that, like that's what it's for. Like, it carries yeah. explosives. Like, that's Wild. the most unnecessary thing. Why are we creating funding for, like, exploding robots? Also, have we never seen a movie? <laughs> I robot RoboCop like these are For not real. good examples of what this can happen honestly yeah given a robot like regardless of who is being controlled by Stop right it. like of all the things to be spending money on and approving that just seems like it like why are you need to militarize the police any further right um, well with that with that this is a comedian talked about this but it's relevant and funny uh-huh. but this comedian was like you know, like cops are able to shoot somebody if they feel like their lives are in danger, mm-hmm. right? And he was like, you know, like it's a black guy, by the way. He's like, I agree with that. Like that's a fair premise of like if you need to shoot somebody to save yourself, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. He was like, but the problem is that all these cops are scared of black people, right? And he like talks about how like they should do a training where they they go <laughs> they go through like this course and like if they're they, if they end up shooting a black person because they're scared that they shouldn't. Like, get hired or something. Yeah. But anyway, it just goes to show, like, even if the robot's controlled by a cop, the same results are going to happen because the cop is still controlling the person. Right. Adding a robot instead of a human really is not going to change the fact. And that just, I don't know, maybe there's more to the story, but that maybe. just seems like an oddly specific thing. Because, like, why do you need a robot specifically to go and, like, blow somebody up? Like, and und- in what circumstances is that really necessary? Right, like, how many, yeah, like, how many circumstances are you going to need to be like, all right, let's send in a bomb? Like, that seems like a very specific right especially for san francisco like what's going on in san francisco where they need to have a pretty high crime rate oh really okay they have higher than um you know i I learned this fact because of governor cox of utah okay he said one time basically a utah company moved out moved their company out there Mm -hmm. and it got broken a few times whatever you know typical things happen like that Mm -hmm. and he was like oh this is what happens when liberal cities you know, are rolling, ruling the states, da 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 They have high, gun, have high crime rates. San Francisco relatively has a high crime rate. Not that high, though. Mm-hmm. Because its Republican counterparts have higher crime rates. Mm-hmm. Like any, a lot of Republican cities. I can't think of it one off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. Bakersfield, California, where Kylie's from, mm-hmm. has a higher one than San Francisco. Anyways, has, I guess, a kind of a high one. Interesting. Weird, really random. But yeah, that is, but still, I just... Lethal force robots. Yeah, uh, maybe they have some other purpose too, but I just can't think of any situation where you need to go and blow somebody up. Yeah, and my thought is like, you know how police departments are always like, we can't defund the defund the police because we need more money. Mm-hmm. But then, if you get more money, this is what you spend your money on, right? Robots. And you listen, so I listen to the Daily Show because you know I, I love that. him. <laughs> and one thing that Trevor Noah talks about is like. When when crime rates are high, people are like, oh, the police need more funds. Mm-hmm. And then when crime rates are low, they're like, oh, the police need more funds. So it's like either way, it's pretty much like one of the only jobs in America where it doesn't matter how good of a job you're doing or how poor of a job you're doing. People are always going to just like keep giving you funding. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. And, and like, yeah, it could be a poor, like a poor representation. But if you ever watched a true crime <laughs> documentary or listened to a true crime podcast or just like researched any kind of case, it is very rare where the police actually do their job well. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, think about it. When was the last time that you right. were watching a true crime documentary right. and they were like, oh, we told the police that 
you know, this guy seems suspicious and they responded right away. And right. what do you know? It was the serial killer. It's always like right. the police didn't care or they didn't listen right. or they didn't pay attention or, you know, they they were you know looking at somebody else or didn't suspect this person or whatever. And it's always yeah. like it's not until the last possible second that they figure it out. Like even right. with like Ted Bundy. Right. They really were like, oh, this it dude has escaped from prison there. before. He's killed 30 plus women um, that we know about. Let's just send him to the library by himself. Yeah. Like, and this dude, he jumps out of the second story window and takes off and is gone for, like, you know, I think a few days that time. Yeah. Maybe was, I can't remember. One of them, he was gone for, like, weeks. The other one, he was gone for yeah. days. But then, yeah, then they put him back in prison, and he escapes through, like, the, the ceiling light or something crazy right. like that. And it's like, things like that always happen under the watch of the police. So it's like, if, if the police are not even protecting us adequately then what are they there for? You know what I mean? Well, it's weird, too, because it's like, just looking at history, it's like we've over-criminalized so many things mm -hmm. where it's like, I don't know, we I feel like we worry about so much and try to make everything a crime. Yeah. So then you're just wasting the police officer's time, right? which right, is wasting right. taxpayers' money. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. with, like, drugs, a lot of drugs, specifically marijuana, because that's what puts mm -hmm. people in prison the most, right? Right. Like, we've wasted so much time and energy to drugs. A lot. And we've, made, we've wasted, like, billions, trillions probably of dollars, right, mm -hmm. on marijuana. And, like, what has that done for us? Nothing, right? right? And, like, we shouldn't, in my opinion, view success within a police department by how many people it arrests. Right? Yeah. You know what I mean? No, you're absolutely right. Like, that doesn't make sense. Oh, you put a million people in jail today mm -hmm. or this year. Good job. Like, it's not good. Yeah. How is that good? Right. You know? I was listening to an interview with... Um it was one of the police officers that was, he was there on the day that the Capitol was, like the, the oh, shoot, Mac yeah. Republicans stormed the Capitol. Uh -huh. He wrote a book, um, and he was talking about how, um, you know, a lot of times it's not even necessarily the police, but it's city officials that put pressure on the police departments to make arrests hmm. and things like that. Um, and because they think that, you know, b because people complain, oh, there's a lot of crime in this area, we got to crack down that area. And so in the city officials, they want to look good. And so they tell the police, you got to start arresting more people, you know, because they want numbers that are tangible. Right. right. So if you can say, you know, it's one thing to say, like, oh, we arrested 10 people. But if those 10 people committed serious crimes, that's good. But that doesn't look right. good when you're talking to, you know, um, you know, people like people don't want to reelect someone who only arrested 10 people, no matter how high prof profile the, the, the crimes were. But if you say, mm -hmm. oh, we arrested, um, you know, 500 criminals. And that's going to sound a lot better than saying, oh, we arrested 10 people yeah. who committed serious crimes, you know. So um, even, like, the way that our government is set up and, the, you know, the the ways that people are misinformed play a role in, like, how the, the policing system works. But yeah, it's outdated altogether. Yeah, there's, um, there's like, this weird surge again of, like, this idea of tough on crime. Mm -hmm. Like, we saw how horrible that went last time. Right. I, I mean, I thought we saw, mm. but like there's like this weird resurgence of it. Like that was like the Republicans' big thing this last midterms, mm -hmm. like big on crime. Right. But what's also funny is, I think this is funny personally, but Republicans, you know, like love the police, right? In theory, this is what they like claim to. In theory. But they love the police, but it. then they like beat them up and kill them at like the insurrection. At the Capitol, yeah. Or, you know, like all these different things. They love the police until... They like oh realize that the police hurts them too sometimes, mm -hmm. and so then they hate the police. Right. Like uh, you know what like I mean? They it were just literally waving blue lives matter flags while killing police officers. Right. At the Capitol, 
or when um, when F- when the FBI raided Mar-a-Lago, <laughs> yeah. they were like, "Oh, defund the FBI." Like, right, what? right. <laughs> Marjorie they switch it around. She don't know which Marjorie Taylor Green, yeah, the biggest clown. Bro, don't even get me started. Oh my gosh, I know. But yeah, things like that where it's just like, and that's another thing too. I feel like I would have more respect for the Republican Party as a whole if they actually believed what they what they said they believe in. Yeah. But it's like, for the most part, it's all just for show. You know, like, I think that there are still, and that's the thing, too, like, it didn't used to be that way. It, no, You could be were, Republican, you could be Democrat, and that yeah. was just, that was all you were. But now, it's like, being a Republican has come to stand for, like, something else, you know? Yeah, like, election where, denialism and yeah, radicalism at its, like, finest. Mm-hmm. And, like, radical Christianity as well. Right. It's know? weird. Well, I saw this video... Um, today actually and it was the police chief of Tampa she was pulled over because she was illegally driving a golf cart like in the street Hmm. and so a cop pulls her over her and her husband over and I'm like yo like this is illegal why are you doing it and she's like oh I'm sorry Um, I am the chief police of Tampa you know here's my badge he's like oh I thought you looked familiar and she was like, oh, you know, if you could just let us off this time. Um, and then she's like, here's my card if you ever need anything seriously. And he, she's let off, no ticket. Mm-hmm. Caught on video, though, and it blows up. Mm-hmm. And now she's like, oh, I'm sorry. Like, I will pay the fine if I need to. Like, first off, you're not sorry. Let's be for real. <laughs> let it, let's be for real. First Why off, you joyriding with your husband in a golf cart? They, like, the went to anyway. the golf course, and it was closed, or who knows what. You know, rich I people guess. things, I guess. I guess. But... Like, you're not sorry, first off, because you didn't pay, you still haven't paid the fine. Right. That's the first problem. Second off, you're not sorry because you would do it again and use your, you know, being a police officer and a chief of police mm-hmm. to get you out of a ticket. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that is so unethical mm-hmm. and, and corrupt. And now, like, the internal investigations or whoever is, like, investigating, you know, that what's happening there. But, like, let's be real. Yeah. Internal affairs of a police department. <laughs> Why do they have? Can we be for real? Affairs, right? When have the internal affairs of any the police department come up with a great answer for us? Yeah, uh, under no circumstances. It's always handled internally. So, it's just crazy. Just like it goes to show, like the the you know like that difference. Like you're a cop, you're a police chief, mm-hmm. and you give a normal police officer your card. And now he's going to hit you up like, hey, yo, I need a job. I want to raise. I want to da-da-da-da. Like, I owe you, but I don't know. Super incorrupt. It's super corrupt rather than unethical. And honestly, like, the entire – it's funny. Like, there's this idea of, like, American purity when it comes to politics and and things like that. But really, it's just as corrupt, if not more corrupt than, you know, other governments out there. Yeah. Like, the whole – even the whole idea of, like, special interest. Yeah. You know, where it's basically just you're taking bribes. That's yeah. all it is. Like well, a, a big company is like saying, hey, we'll give you a lot of money if you support this yeah. particular cause. That's just a bribe. That's all it, it is. is. You know? Shaped otherwise. Well, yeah. have you heard? There's this new thing um, that happened relatively recently, or at least people found out of it rel- relatively recently. There's this huge, like, super PAC organization um, by conservative people, mm-hmm. bunch of rich people. And they put their office right in front of the Supreme Court. And, like, became buddy-buddy with the Supreme Court people. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, take them out to dinner, invite them to their homes, go golfing. Basically lobby the Supreme Court to make certain decisions. Mm. 
but in like the quote unquote legal way, you know? Yeah. Um, so people are talking about it because it, that's super terrible. Yeah. Because how, how do you lobby the, the most Supreme Court of the land? Right. Like you're supposed to, they're supposed to make unbiased, uh, rel- mm-hmm. quote fingers, Matt, throwing them up. Right. Objective unbiased. decisions about the law mm-hmm. and what's correct and what's not correct. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, no wonder Roe v. Wade's here. Mm-hmm. Or not, not here, rather. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, just the, super the, mad. The thing with that too is like the hypocrisy of it because in a re- so if you take a regular jury, right? Mm-hmm. You're 12 jurors. During the case, yeah. they're cut off from the world. Like they're not supposed to look at the news. They're not supposed to talk to anybody about the right. case, any of that. But you can lobby the Supreme Court, right. which is basically just like a glorified jury if you think about it. Like they have to <laughs> yeah. make the decision. So how is it that we, the common people, who's the government is supposed to be for, you know, how, how come nobody's lobbying us? Like right. if I was on a jury for like a tobacco company, a tobacco company was like, hey, Listen, I got a check for you if you know you just, you just right. the other way. I'd be like, okay, you know, sure. If, if the politician can do it, why can't I? You know? <laughs> but if I do it, then I'm in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Not Nate selling his like, soul for the tobacco company. <laughs> the jury has decided that tobacco is good for you. Tobacco, yep, it's medicine. Mm, tobacco has medicinal qualities. Like <laughs> for a check, listen. At this point, bro, I'm not gonna get it working a nine to five. <laughs> I'll take some special interest while I'm on jury duty. I'm dead. Oh, if the Supreme oh Court my can gosh. do it, then so can I. Um, that's so funny. Yeah, but if you think about it, like for me to say that, it sounds crazy. But like, it does. That's right. Basically, what it is. But you know it happens I mean? all the time. Yeah. Well, recently, um, so I'm a preface this because I'm gonna talk about a book I read mm. this year. I created a goal for myself to read a book every single month. Right now, I'm about, I'm on 15, so I just want to you know applaud myself up. there. Yes, sir. Anyways. I recently read uh, a book by Bernie Sanders mm. called uh, Where Do We Go From Here? It's basically like his Bernie manifesto. He wrote it after he lost uh, the Democratic nomination a few years ago. Anyways, it's super good. I really do recommend it. But um, in the book, he talks about putting limits to putting like basically changing the way people run for office and how they re- receive campaign finances. And basically, it's like this public option where you receive your money for your campaign from the government mm. and not from corporations. Mm-hmm. Because then it'll like relatively eliminate the corporation aspect. And then mm-hmm. hopefully, in theory, you'll have more true politicians because you're not relying on these big corporations and these people that want tax cuts of trillions of dollars. Right, you right. know what I mean? Yeah. Like. In his book, he talks about how Trump had the most millionaires and billionaires in his administration ever. Mm-hmm. Surprise, right? But and then it talks about how when he created his tax plan in 2018, yeah, it was 2018. Basically, over the next up to 2030, big corporations would not have to pay like trillions of dollars in taxes. Mm-hmm. I think it was like 1.6 trillion dollars in taxes for like the top, top, top of the one percent. Yeah. And, like, when you think about stuff like that, though, it's like these are the people donating to your campaigns. Mm-hmm. And no wonder your policies are so whimsical. Right. Because if you have a billionaire call your phone like, yo, if you want $100 million next year, you know, you know, mm-hmm. just talking. If you want this much money next year, I need to see X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Like, that's not democracy. Mm-hmm. That's an oligarchy. Right. That's basically what it is. And it's and, crazy, yeah. too, because, like, they're really out here shortchanging the entire government that they claim to be for right. for the sake of personal gain. Right. You know, and it's like, okay, yeah, you have a check, but now the government 
is like short on funds and you're having to, you're, you're having to cut budgets every single year. You're always taking from stuff like education mm-hmm. and things like that. But then you're giving all these companies that could actually like help boost the U.S. Right. You know, and then those same companies are the ones that are like waving American flags back and forth. Their mm. CEOs are all like, you know, oh, got it. You know, I love America. I support America. But you don't mm-hmm. pay taxes. Like yeah. you're not you're not doing anything to help the, the, the economy. The common you know? good. It just the yeah. whole system. Yeah. You, you bring up an excellent point. It really is just an oligarchy. Well, there's like the fact because of democracy, right? It's that people lead the country, right? Mm-hmm. And obviously, we're a little different than a pure democracy. Yeah. However, we're pretty close, right? Yeah. I don't think you can have like capitalism and democracy yeah. exist at the same time. No. I think that's the problem. Me neither. Yeah. But like, why can you and I not have the same influence on legislation as a billionaire can? Right. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, there's like two different kinds of power, or there's a lot of kinds of power, but one is like financial power. And there's, like, social power. But it's, like, that financial power is so strong, especially in politics, because when you have billions of dollars and you can give hundreds of thousands of dollars away, Mm -hmm. like, of course, I'm going to have your ear. Like you said, with the tobacco and the jury. If I come to you with a million dollars and I ask you to do one simple task for me Mm -hmm. that doesn't change your life dramatically, then it's really not a bad look. A million dollars, when I tell you, I would be gone. My my boss would be like, "Have you seen Nate? He left for jury duty. And He's never in came Bora, back. Bora Bora. <laughs> Nate's gone." <laughs> be like, "Yeah, I saw some pictures on his Instagram." Black menace declaration. <laughs> we have lost a fellow black menace. <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny. That oh my gosh! Can you imagine? Oh man! Uh, I, I sent a nice little donation. Y'all was waiting, and I just be as you. If you don't, I'm canceling you. <laughs> what do you mean? Me and Cass would be gone. Just did. We'd be in Mexico somewhere chilling. I'd be pissed. I send a nice little little thousand dollars over to Black Menace. A thousand dollars? What a thousand dollars gonna do? You said, oh, you can have a new mic. What is a thousand dollars gonna do? No, Come on, be for real. I'll send you a, a, cool a whole milli. Nah, if I get a milli, I'm not sending you the whole nah. milli. If you I'll send, send me, I send you a hundred k. I'll send you. 100K. That's even a lot yeah, too. But I'll 10%, take it. You know, yeah. Honestly, that's a tax write up for you. That's true. That's true. Get it right back. Conserving. Mm-hmm. And I'll be in Mexico, so it'd be cheaper. Right. Oh, not as cheap as it used to be. Yeah, it's no. true. That's another thing. Some potentially ethical, unethical problems there that people talk about. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> That's another thing, though, is this economy, bro. I went to McDonald's the other day. Tell me why McChickens are $1.50 now. Yeah, bro. That's an abomination. Where has the value, the dollar menu went? No value menu. Right. I don't believe in value menus. <laughs> Where has the dollar menu right. gone? It's crazy. The only thing about McDonald's that's worth it now is the McDonald's app. Because mm-hmm. then $1 large fries you can get yep. every day yep. do That's come it. in clutch. They do. They and do I got like sure. $15,000, 15,000 points on the app. I've getting a lot. Yeah, you redeem it for a free Big Mac and yeah. all of that. I know? get everything. Mm-hmm. I, I go to McDonald's, get a whole Happy Meal for free. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. The price of eggs, too. Yeah, Isn't bro, it? it's crazy. I remember when the pandemic hit, you could get one of those big boxes of eggs from Walmart. It was like 60 eggs. No, for real. For $4.98. No. I remember. And Talk now, it, the last time I went, it was eighteen dollars. No, some is that not crazy? It's absurd. And the thing is, like, it doesn't have to be that high. Like that, that kind of, uh, like, how much? Like, what what percentage of inflation is that? And, like, that's the thing I've noticed is that the inflation is not the same for everything. Like, some things uh-huh. the price goes up. Like, the price will double on some things. And for yeah. other things, the price will go up twenty five cents. It's well, like, what's hard with it too is like, what's been happening is all these big corporations are merging unethically mm-hmm. and becoming like big monopolies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so like the same three people own, own all the dairy farms yeah. and all the other all things. Conglomerates and same stuff. thing that happened with like um, 
the global supply chain, mm-hmm. it all consolidated to four four companies over the whole world for all the seas and stuff, oh, yeah. from China to like America. Uh, I didn't know that. So yeah, so it was like they increased their prices by like four times or something crazy. Mm-hmm. Don't quote me on the four times, but they increased them dramatically. But they made like billions and trillions of dollars oh, in yeah. profit. Absolutely. So you're telling me you can you need to double your pri- quadruple your prices, mm-hmm. for instance, right? But you make billions and billions and billions of dollars. Yeah, the only big corporations I trust now is Patagonia, and that's just because he he donated like yeah. three billion to uh-huh. climate change. W- wasn't he? Th- didn't he donate his entire company? Yeah, yeah, which mm-hmm. was like three billion. Okay, yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. But his whole company isn't like I don't trust big corporate. That's why I don't sell my soul out to any big corporation. Oh yeah, absolutely. I'll never. I, were, I used to work for Amazon for about four weeks. I remember that. Yep. <laughs> Four weeks because I don't sell my soul to a big corporation. Yeah. Only small companies are like mm-hmm. truly like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. because I know I'm not going to screw up a small company. Like if they need me, they need me. Mm-hmm. A big Amazon don't need me. They don't know my name. Right. Very true. Anyways. Yeah. Oof, I could rant on about big corporations. That's one thing. I'm, I can't stand that. I can't stand just capitalism in general. I'm tired of it. They be I'm getting me, it. bro. I'm sick of it. Yeah, I'm I'm going back to law school. I gotta play this game, but yeah. I'm tired of it. Let me know how that game goes. Hey, yeah. you know Yale doesn't accept uh, LSAT scores no more. Really? Yeah, I didn't know that. You should apply just cause. I don't know how you did LSAT. Here's the thing, though. I don't. You know, not to say you did horrible. <laughs> no, okay, I did. I did. I got like the average score. So oh, I good. took the LSAT, good. and I got like an average score. Like it would be enough to get me into law school for sure. But I'm gonna take it again, good, good, um, good. just so I can, uh, yeah, you know, I, I want to get scholarships, right? So my, I work on boosting my score a little bit. My friend, um, he's a genius, uh-huh. so take this with a grain of salt. <laughs> but and I say genius, he got like a 1560 on the SAT. Okay. He got a 174 on the LSAT. Shoo. Yeah. Um, so he's incredibly smart. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, you know what he did to study for the LSAT? What Khan Academy. I've heard about that. I actually have. I actually have like a, a course. Yeah, like because course. they like always are updating their questions because mm-hmm. they're partnered with the LSAT. Yeah, I actually yeah, I have That's like the, the, the the law school association counselor admission council. Like I have access to the Khan Academy, yeah. so I'm gonna do that too. You should, yeah. It's Honestly, cool. even that is a scam. Like the it's whole, all a scam. It, Tests are scams. Is, like, everything is based in capitalism and racism. The like, American the Bar Association is dropping the LSAT sorry, in 2025. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. It's all a scam. It's all elitist and racist. Mm-hmm. And it's all designed to make money. Like when I had to register for the LSAT, $215 to take the test. Yeah. $215. And then it did not cost that, $250 a person to administer it. No. Why are you the, making a profit? Right. And not to mention that the person who uh, who proctored my exam was somebody in India. So it's like, you know that they're paying them like dirt. A dollar. Right. right. Like no money. Right. Right. Absolutely. So it's that. So, um, and then what else? So it's 215 to take the test. Then to report it to each university, you have to pay $45 per application. Uh-uh. Plus, you have to pay the application fee for the university. Now, I've applied for like a lot of waivers to universities. So I get like the universities are waiving the application fee. But if I want to send them my score and like my transcript and stuff, it costs $45 that per application. It's so illogical. You're right. sending a number. <laughs> Imagine uh, that's like minutes for a phone on drugs. You know what I mean? So like, you know how you have to buy, buy minutes to text somebody? Uh-huh. That's what that is. Yeah. Why are you paying $45 to send your, a number to a school? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's all you're sending. Yep. And that doesn't require, like, you can send that in an email. It doesn't require money. Right. Hey, by the way, he got a da-da-da-da. Yep. Right. It's not that hard. Have you ever seen uh, the movie The F-It List? The what? 
the effortless. Mm-hmm. Oh. Well, basically, it's about this guy. Mm-hmm. Valedictorian of his high school, super prodigy, um, but his life ends because he accidentally blows up his school. Well, he doesn't really do it, but like basically he blows up his school. Mm-hmm. And he creates like this rant where he's like, F it. You know, I'm tired of dedicating my soul to all these what feels meaningless things and not doing anything I want. And he starts, you know, to live free, does what he wants. Like, um, you know, he wanted to, what was one thing he wanted to do? Is it based on a Kiss story? this girl. No, it's a fake story. Okay. He wanted to kiss this girl, right? Whatever, cool. He goes, kisses her, F it. You know, he starts living crazy. He gets expelled from his high school, lost, loses all of his scholarships and college acceptances. Um, but it turns around and he like starts this movement of like kids living freely. Anyways, it's to go on this idea because he wrote this this paper to Harvard because they want him to come um, because he's like this internet sensation. He goes on to like explain this idea that like everything is the system, this methodical system to only like uphold classism, elitism, and racism. Mm-hmm. Like you're not getting into Harvard purely on grades or for a lot of reasons unless you're like – you know, you've done something really amazing mm-hmm. or your grades are perfect. Your test grades are perfect. You're like, you know, your, your, um, what is it called? Your extracurriculars are perfect, but all of those things you can't have without money most of the time. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there's rare acceptance or occasions like that, you know, it happens, but you don't get a perfect score on the SAT most likely unless you have money because preparatory classes and this and that you know what i mean yeah i got a scholarship to the sat class or the the lsat class that i took oh that's dope but it was i wouldn't have been able to afford it on my own it was a thousand dollars yeah and i'm like a thousand dollars to sit in a class that's like who nobody had the average person does not have a thousand dollars right especially not a college student right you know so unless you have money yeah it makes it a lot more difficult when your parents you know got money like that you hey you have a thousand dollars right the same thing with like people who like start businesses, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I was in an entrepreneurship class and my professor was like, it's go nice to money. your family and ask for some money or start in your family's basement. Yeah, it's like, so you gotta have family, a basement. Right, you gotta have a, gotta have a like, basement. <laughs> shoot, if you give me, I think I've said this before, if you give me $100,000 and a garage, I'll start Amazon too. Like that, right. Jeff Bezos' parents gave him $100,000 to start his company. Right. Like if I had that, I would start a business too. Absolutely. Easily. If, uh, you know, if my family benefited from apartheid, I would have bought Tesla too. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, for real. <laughs> Come on now. Oh my goodness. And like, you know, there's rare occasions like Steve Jobs, like he really did this thing in that garage. Cool. Mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah. But that's not the realistic for every person. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. right. Like, I hate when we're talk you talk about issues and people are like give you like the most outlier situation possible. Mm-hmm. And they're like, Oh, you can do it because this one single person in history did it. Right. You know what I mean? I was talking about um, like queer issues, like pronouns and this and that. And oh, it was about trans people in particular. So this is a trigger warning too before I say this. Mm-hmm. But it's a problem because it's like basically the whole point was that um, they gave this one outlier story about this trans individual who reversed his transition or their transition. I don't know how they identify they reversed their transition after when they grew up. So as a kid, they transitioned, and when they became an ad- adult, they they detransitioned, right? Mm-hmm. 
And that was oh, yeah, their that. whole argument on why kids shouldn't be able to transition. Mm-hmm. Overlooking the fact that it like decreases suicidal rates um, by like 40%. Mm. You know, all these other things that are very important, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because of this one person who decided later on in life, they didn't want to live that. They wanted to be on a different path. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, that's super problematic. Absolutely. Absolutely. I feel like I could rant on random things all day. Right. We just talking. I don't know how I'm here. Sorry to our listeners. We just, this was just a, a shoot in the, shoot in the ish <laughs> today. We just uh, having a good old time talking about all kind of things. Yeah. I don't know. That's about all we got for today. But uh, we usually end the podcast with a recommendation. Oh. So what's your recommendation to our listeners for this week? I can recommend anything. Anything. <sighs> yeah, that's my breath. Um, I recommend that you download the app Libby. This is not a commercial. <laughs> <laughs> Libby is dope. That you download the app Libby. It's a free book app. Um, you get a library card, and you hook it up, and you get to listen to free audiobooks. And you can read te- real books technically. On it's just on your phone, but you get to listen to free audiobooks um, and listen to a book like How to Be an Anti-Racist or White Fragility, or you know just read a book that is like real uncomfortable conversations with a black man. That's a good one. Read a a book or listen to a book that is substantive um, in that challenges you and increases your mind that's what i do um i try to read i try to listen to an audiobook 30 minutes every day on two time speeds so you really listen to an hour which is a solid amount of a book right um that's my recommendation read barack obama's book also not a commercial just a big fan cool good recommendation what's yours all right my recommendation for this week is kind of a random one um, but right now on social media, there's this little craze going with this app called Lensa, and it's oh, like yeah. an AI, like an AI generation app. They have this thing on there called Magic Avatars, where basically you put in like 10 to 20 photos of yourself, and then it generates uh, artificial intelligence images of you on like various backgrounds and things like that. It's really interesting. Um, I just posted about it today, and I was like, "Ooh, is this a glimpse into the multiverse? Is what I look like in another universe?" Because it's like variations of you. Like, you look a little bit different in each one, and they're just, like, generated by a computer. It's pretty cool. So I would check that out. The Doesn't app it called. cost money? Yeah, it's, like, $12 for okay. 50 pictures. Oh, um, So, yeah, it's pretty cool. Some of them look a little wonky, but, you know, I'm not mad at it. Uh, there was enough in there to, to make it worth it. So, yeah, mm-hmm. if you want to do that, if you're worried about giving your face to the government, then I guess don't do it. They got it. Let's be they real. already got your face, right? <laughs> if, you have a, if you have a driver's license, they have your face. So if you're worried about that, then, you know, you do you. But... Yeah, I remember. You remember when FaceApp was popular? Remember that where you could like put your face on anything? No, it was. Oh, it was during the pandemic. It was called FaceApp, and people were culture. just like taking pictures and like putting their face onto them. Well, I feel and like I do. Were like, oh, don't use FaceApp because Russia's trying to steal your face. I'm like, bro, Russia already if, has my face. If Russia wants your face, they can get your face. <laughs> right. They influenced the whole presidential the whole election. election. They got your face, bro. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> Let's be real. Yeah, that's the thing. If you're worried about privacy and like protecting your yourself from the internet or the government or whatever. Just give up. You failed. Like, have you seen Snowden? Just give up. <laughs> <laughs> they they can literally no watch. Like, if you've ever had a webcam, if you ever had an email address, they know who you are. Let's the be FBI real. has a file on you. Just, Homeland Security is listening right. to this podcast right now. For, thank you. If you have a social security card, just give up. Okay. Otherwise, you know, if you were born, 
in in a societal blackout and nobody knows your name and you just you know then maybe you'll be all right but other than that just give up everybody well. knows that it's ain't no privacy <laughs> ain't no secrecy of information and none of that whatever so. government officials listening right now hello all right <laughs> hello to our fbi agent <laughs> I know the black menace has got an FBI file. I, we better. <laughs> right. If we, we don't, we really suck. I, I'd be honored to have an FBI file. Nah, That'd be kind of dope. Mm, sort of? Sort of. Sort of. As long as they don't go no further than a file. Right. <laughs> cool. All right, that's it. We'll catch y'all later. See you. That's the show for today. We were super excited to be able to talk with you about the wonderful topics of the Black Menace podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at The Black Menaces and subscribe to our Patreon, The Menace Society, for bonus content and footage of both the podcast and our videos. We look forward to hearing from y'all in our email. You can email us Menace Moments and other questions that you may have for us be sure to email black podcast at gmail.com to get those menace moments and questions flowing into our inbox we'll answer you on the podcast and respond to you in the email and remember always be a menace thank you guys <laughs>